an intro, I'll do an intro. What do you mean? Welcome, everybody. This is Grim Curiosity with Jane and Calliope. You threw me off. I was going to. Calliope. Should we just go right into it? Yeah. Okay. That's what we're <clears throat> here for. <laughs> that I did not fart. <laughs> yes, you did. I could make the sound again. It's my foot on the chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what? Don't. Look, look at the flap that comes down. No, no. <laughs> I had an accident and cut my lip open. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a flap. It's healing up nicely, but it looks gross. It feels even more gross. Yuck. When I do this, I can open it. No. Okay. Getting back to business. So I've seen that this case is covered some places but i heard about this case years ago how many years ago was that i used to have a pearl page and i talked about this briefly on there that was like maybe three years ago Mm -hmm. and this case this is the one that has stuck with me and this is the case of tanner ward and the case comes out of a small town in trenton missouri It started on June 7th, 2017. Tanner is a 19-year-old. He has a girlfriend named Megan. I've seen sources where he was going to propose to her that they were already engaged, so I'm not entirely sure. But um, most sources say that it was still his girlfriend, and they do have a young... I'm I'm thinking she was a baby at this point. Her name's Sophia. Um, so the, the night that this happened, Tanner was leaving home and his mom asked if he was going to be home for dinner. He said he was only going to be gone 30 minutes and he'd be back. So she could make him a plate of food. He was going to go meet with his friend. She asked what friend he said, Jeremiah. Now the family said that this is a newish friend. So nobody really knew who he was And this town is super small. So everybody knows everybody. So the fact that nobody really knew Jeremiah was a little bit weird, But he left and he kissed his daughter goodbye and never came home. And which is super scary. They say he had been in trouble with the law before, which we'll talk about later. He was finally on the right track. The main source that I could find, which was True Crime Daily, said that everything was going good in his life. He had no reason to just disappear. That's according to his mom. And so he finally got his life on track. Everything was going good. Kissed his daughter goodbye, left, never returned home. So True Crime Daily actually interviewed Tanner's sisters and the mother. And his sister, Kelsey Ward, 
said that he would literally never leave his fiance, never leave her side no matter what. And they had an absolute true love story. Um, when asked if she knew who Jeremiah was, she said she'd never heard of him. She knew everyone in Trenton because it was a small town. Since this was such unusual behavior for Tanner to just go MIA like that, his mom and sister both thought it was really strange. So his sister, Kelsey, decided to find out where Jeremiah lived and went to the apartment. When she got there, she knocked on the door. Nobody answered. And so she thought maybe they were just sleeping. So she was going to try the door to see, you know, maybe she could get in. It was unlocked. So she went inside. And when she went inside, it was trashed. Furniture was flipped over. Everything inside was all over the place. There was a huge hole in the wall. The back door was wide open. And so she was like, holy crap. Well, in the like in the midst of all of the wreckage, she sees his hat, Tanner's hat that he never goes anywhere without. So she took the hat and she went to the police and they assured her they would look into it. They presumed since he had a little bit of a troubled past that he was a runaway, you know, doing all of that stuff. And yeah, pretty typical. Yeah. And she said that he just, he would not do something like that. So as he was just gone for two weeks, his sister decided that she was going to hang flyers around town and all the surrounding towns of his disappearance. And she spots Jeremiah getting out of his truck, wearing Tanner's shirt, the shirt that Tanner went missing in. So Kelsey went over there and she noticed that there were cigarette burn holes in this shirt. And so she asked him, what are those? And he claimed they were just stains. Now I feel like you would kind of know the difference between a stain and a hole. And she confronted him and even told him that she was going to call the police. Like, you're wearing my brother's shirt. It's got cigarette burns in it. I'm calling the police. And he says, you know, don't worry about it. I'll just meet you at the police station. So they do go to the police station and um, Trenton Police Chief Thomas Wright wanted to get the shirt obviously for forensic testing and jeremiah adamantly did not want to give up this shirt but he reluctantly ended up giving it over they also did a voice stress test and the chiefs said that it indicated some level of deception now a voice stress test i would fail i would fail so bad because i, I I just have such a guilty personality. Like, even if I didn't do it, I'm going to think that I'm in trouble and I'm going to fail it. I would fail any of those because of the same thing. Like, I do all the things when I'm, even though I know that I'm not guilty, I do all the things that a guilty person would. I give too much information. <laughs> I sit there and feel like I have to try to, like, uh, convince you that I really was doing all the things. So I'm going to tell you little stupid details that don't even need to be there where everybody's be like, she's guilty. <laughs> <clears throat> but how they say, um, even if you go into a gas station, just to use the bathroom as you're leaving, you feel like they instantly think you stole something, even though you didn't, yeah. you were just using the bathroom, but because you didn't buy something, you feel like you did something wrong. That would be me. So I feel like not not ruling out that Jeremiah didn't do anything, but I too have a very guilty way about me that people would instantly think that I was guilty. Um, so it indicated there was a level of deception. The police ended up going to Jeremiah's dad's property in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, 
and did a search and right outside the back door cadaver dogs got a hit on a burn pit that they ended up digging up this fire pit um it was a six feet by ten feet long hole and ended up finding bones which were looked at by an anthropologist and determined they were just animal bones so they did not find tanner there and nothing really happens after that for six months there's there's nothing they haven't heard anything they haven't found any new leads everyone still kind of assumed there was foul play but they weren't sure because there was just nothing in december six months after tanner disappeared tanner's childhood friend and his girlfriend were on their way to high school and walking through a wooded area near an, ab an abandoned grain elevator about three blocks from Tanner's family's home and they found a body strung up in a tree. Um, he told Crime Watch Daily it was windy that day and they heard the wind push something and the tree creak. So they looked up right above pallets of wood. Um, there was a body hanging and they said that there was absolutely no way they would have missed it before. They've walked this path multiple times. They also said there was no way they would have mistaken it as part of a tree as he was wearing a gray shirt and dark blue bottoms. Now, they did say he was wearing clothes, but it also says that there were there was clothing, shoes, pants and a sock underneath there. I'm not sure what there is. I don't know if it was underneath the pallets, if there was snow, if it was underneath the snow. It literally just says there was clothing, shoes, pants, and socks underneath there. The body was badly decomposed. His fingers were mummified and his feet were missing. He did not have his feet. However, to me, and I don't know a lot about how that works, but if you're going to climb up a tree and they say it's like 25 feet up to hang yourself, why are your feet not with your body? Could they have fallen off through decomposition? I believe that's what they're saying happened. Would your hands not fall off at that same rate? I don't know, right? But also his body mummified. So if his body mummified, yeah, his feet. Well, the friend said that he was mummified. And then through other sources, it says the body was badly decomposed. His fingers were mummified and his feet were missing. So some say that he was mummified. Maybe just his fingers were mummified. However, this just feels weird. Well, here, don't say it yet. I'm going to open a soda. I have to add that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take your drinky. Okay. Um, so after this body was found, they actually called Tanner's dad, Curtis Ward, to the scene, basically letting him know that a body's been found. They don't know if it's Tanner's, but they wanted him to hear it from them before they heard it from anybody else. Small town, news travels fast. Somebody's going to say something. So after an autopsy was done and the teeth were compared to dental records, they confirmed that it was that of Tanner Ward. They ruled that Tanner's cause of death was suicide and that there were no injuries to his body other than one of that that he sustained during the fall from the tree. His mother says she absolutely does not believe Tanner killed himself and he had no motive to do so. And after this, they ended up getting text messages, messages, clues and tips 
of what happened to Tanner, which I think is really sad. And I feel like it's probably everybody trying to pretend that they've got information to seem helpful, but sometimes your information is not very helpful. But one of the tips that came in said that he was tortured for four months and killed and kept in a freezer and that he was beat with a baseball bat and kept alive, but hung up. And then he unfortunately died. His sister believes he was tortured and hung up in the tree to stage the suicide. The police chief doesn't believe this. He thinks as the town circulates the stories of what happened to Tanner, the stories get bigger and more convoluted and too difficult to follow. AKA the game telephone where you tell your story and then the next person adds a little bit and then the next person adds a little bit. And before you know it, you've got this grand story that does not really follow what really happened. But, you know, I know somebody that does that all on their own. I, too, probably know the same person. <laughs> Plays telephone with themselves. <laughs> So by the time you tell them the story and then you end up hearing the story back, you're not even sure if it's your story (laughs) or somebody that had a very similar, more extravagant story than the one that you originally told. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So Tanner's mom actually said her husband was at the scene when the body was taken down and he described what it looked like and being mummified and that it didn't make sense to her as North Central Missouri is very humid and very moist and lots of moisture, rain and thunderstorms, June through September. So in order for a body to actually mummify, it has to be away from moisture. So she's not understanding how his body had been there for six months, they're claiming, hung up in rain, heat. It also wouldn't make sense if that is a path people take a lot or people take it period because he would have smelled yes that is another thing that the mom said she said that there would have been a smell his sister even followed it up saying that his body wasn't even decomposed enough there were no signs of insects or even birds having got to him they say there's absolute right right yeah Yeah, they say there's absolutely no way his body was in that tree for six months in the heat of the summer. And they say he would have had to have been kept somewhere else with how his body was and just strung up the day that he was found. So an eyewitness at a construction site just yards away from where Tanner was found told his mom that he was just 10 feet from the tree multiple times throughout the year. And he assures Tanner's mom, Lisa, that Tanner was not in that tree. And their storage building was just 25 feet from the tree, which would have been pretty stinky in July through August. Like, yeah, especially with the breeze. July and August. Right. Yeah. That breeze. He says, no, it would have been stinky. Oh, what a weird breeze blowing it just straight up into the air. Yeah, Yeah, the atmosphere is just sucking all the stink up. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see how to word this. (laughs) Okay. No, how do I word that? So a friend of Kelsey's, which Kelsey is Tanner's sister. The friend's Mm -hmm. name is Veronica. Okay. So Veronica, Tanner's sister, Kelsey's friend was there a week prior to the body being found with her son and her son played on the pallets right underneath where Tanner was. 
she says she feels like she definitely would have noticed a body up there and they're saying no 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 he was there that whole time so he was there even though your son was you know right underneath there tanner was up there that whole time no smell no nothing tanner was there well i also am not really understanding if his feet weren't on there and his shoes and stuff were on the ground wouldn't they have noticed that stuff i feel like in the sources that I've looked at, it's never really said where his feet were. They would have had to have been there, I'm, I'm assuming. For them to say that this is absolutely suicide, his feet would have had to have been somewhere. That's just, but they found shoes. Why were his shoes not in, why were his feet not inside of his shoes? I don't know. This is just, re, this whole story, it gets to me, uh, you know, because he has a young kid. And I just feel like, most parents would not leave their young child i just i just feel so bad for all everybody involved well i also think it's weird that that guy would be wearing his shirt and had his hat yeah right like why would you have that stuff yeah so tanner's mom went on to say that she knows that tanner was no angel but he wasn't the worst person in the world he had been in trouble with the law shortly before he disappeared and he had started using drugs heavily a year prior to him vanishing. So him and his brother broke into a home in 2016 with weapons that landed him on felony probation. Now, from what I can find though, I believe that the home, would an apartment be considered a home? I would say so. Okay, because it says that him and his brother broke into a home in 2016 with weapons that landed him on felony probation. This was all over a dispute over a drug deal where Tanner and his brother showed up with a gun and did not allow the people that were inside the home to leave. This happened at Jeremiah's apartment. And one of the people that was held hostage was the upstairs neighbor's daughter, which obviously would upset her. And they believe that possibly from her daughter being held hostage, she decided to retaliate. They the daughter did or? The mom. The mom. The mom decided to retaliate due to her daughter being held hostage. Now, it's it's never been confirmed. This is kind of what the family thinks may have happened. Um, Kelsey, Tanner's sister, says that she's been told that it was never actually supposed to end up with him dying just to beat him and let him go. But Tanner fought back and he ended up dead. There was a picture of a baseball bat that was found in the back of an abandoned car that helped prove the theory Tanner was kidnapped, beaten, and tortured. I seen the picture. It possibly read stuff on the end that maybe could have been dried blood. I'm not entirely sure, but I have a hard time linking the baseball bat to Tanner's body when um, they did an autopsy and didn't really find any baseball bat type wounds. However, it is weird that the baseball bat was a story that had been circulated, but nothing ever came of it. And then they well, where found did they a, find this baseball bat? It was found in an abandoned car. So in the picture, like, how would you even link that back to him at all? Abandoned cars can have baseball bats in them. The picture, and I I seen it on the um, True Crime Daily video that they had, and it. The car just had all kinds of trash in it, but there was just a baseball bat just inside. I'm going to say that baseball bat, unless there's something else that is linking it a little bit more than that, is kind of a reach. Yeah, and I would I would assume if there was um, anything that did link it back to Tanner, they would have said that the... I don't even know if it was blood that was on it. 
Um, well, baseball bats are actually really common things to have in cars. Like lots of people keep those in cars as like a weapon for protection. Right. Well, and so they actually say, this is like a little side note, with a baseball bat, you want to put a long sock over it because the first time you swing, somebody can grab the baseball bat. But if they grab the sock, you can pull the sock out and then whack them over the head. Oh, see, because I saw something where an attorney, I think it was, said that if you're going to keep a bat in your car for protection to keep a mitt and ball in there too, so that they can't ever uh try to get you with having that weapon on hand or whatever because oh well you know i don't own a bat but maybe i should go get i don't own a bat either i own a really big baton looking flashlight (laughs) why (laughs) it scars threat level midnights (laughs) (laughs) so again i don't know if this baseball bat has any relevance to the story but it was noted in there that a baseball bat was found in an abandoned car um stephanie miller who is the neighbor that lived above jeremiah has never been named a person of interest a suspect and she's never been charged in tanner's death tanner's mom still does not believe that it was suicide she even decided to have a private autopsy done which good for her I would be doing the same thing. Absolutely. Excuse me. (laughs) Lisa even reached out to missing and endangered of Northwest Missouri Vice President Susan Alexander to try to keep Tanner's case alive. Susan also believes this was not suicide. She says there is evidence that shows he was moved from one location to another and evidence that hasn't even been looked at yet. Now, Dr. Bill Smock, who is a police surgeon with the Louisville Metro Police Department, says Tanner's case is a compelling one, but from looking at the pictures, he could tell that Tanner had, in fact, been hanging in that tree for some time, stating gravity pulls the body apart, causing the body to elongate and stretch. And there's a picture that shows the tree branch that he was hung on, and you can see it like indentation from where the the rope hung that he says the indentation on the tree branch says the weight of the body on the tree branch would have caused the tree's indentation now that's the full story and i did go and research so this case has been closed and it's ruled a suicide from what i can see from kmzu.com the independent autopsy that the mother had gotten also rules tanner's death a suicide they didn't find anything that would link it to anything else other than suicide i feel like that tree thing like with the weight of the tree and stuff in my mind i just keep going back to that girl saying she was playing with her son right there because it's like that would mean that if the tree is actually showing the signs of the body hanging there for a while then she definitely did play with her kid underneath a dead body yeah and didn't notice. See, and I see that would here- have just been two weeks before. So, like, I mean, they're saying that he was there for like six months, but if tree showing signs of even if it's just showing signs where maybe the body had just been put there like a month prior or whatever, more than likely she was playing with her kid underneath that. That is terrifying. Yeah. See, and where I go with that 
with souls and stuff. I think it was an episode of Ghost Whisperer, but I'm not entirely sure. Did you watch Ghost Whisperer? I watched some of it. It was a little little bit too scary for me. (laughs) There was an episode, and it could be a totally different show, but there was an episode that had a guy in a hospital bed and he his soul was still linked so he was outside of his body his body's laying in the bed and he's like telling her help me because he's still there so there's a part of me where in my mind i'm like okay so if he was there was his soul like trying to get anybody's attention around there like help me that's where my mind instantly that'd be so sad it's so sad i'm in this case because i think about it so much that I go back and forth like, oh my gosh, like what would have caused him to do suicide? They say people who kill themselves, you most of the time, the ones that actually do it, you wouldn't really have known that they were going to do it. But getting engaged or being engaged is a happy time. Having a new little baby is also a happy time. I feel like suicidal thoughts and stuff though can just hit you out of nowhere. Like you could be having a really good day and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, but then, so that's a 25, from what I could find, it was a 25 foot tall tree. One, how did he get up in that tree? Did he climb? Because the pictures that I could find, I don't know how he would climb up there. Maybe he climbed up on the pallets. I'm not sure. I am haunted by this case. This case bothers me. And this is the one, remember, even when I said, let's do a podcast, what case are we going to cover? I instantly thought of this case. Yeah. I couldn't remember his name. So I had to go. I mean, I was Google searching and trying everything just to find this case because I feel like there's not a lot said on it, probably because it's just been ruled a suicide and then it's the end. But it just feels weird. The whole thing just kind of feels weird. It does feel weird. It doesn't make sense that so many people would have walked by him, under him, all kinds of stuff and not noticed him but then it's also weird that the tree would be showing signs of like that weight hanging there for a while yeah because there was a definite indentation on the tree it's just so weird i don't know the the whole thing just feels so weird as of right now just been ruled a suicide that is really weird and now i can't find the picture of the tree i think it was on the video the crime shot i should have taken a screenshot i didn't even think about it but when i saw the tree i was like so that was the case of tanner ward this case still bothers me even if it was just a suicide it still just feels weird the whole thing just feels weird i and it's sad regardless yeah i feel super bad for the family and with something being ruled as suicide but you don't believe that's what it is i just you know my heart goes out to the family and i hope that someday they get some sort of peace with all of this i hope in death we get to know things like that yeah exactly thank you for coming to our grim talk (laughs) yeah okay so that was the case of tanner ward let us know what you think if you think that this was just an open and closed case he committed suicide if you think something else happened we are trying to get all the pages up we have a facebook page just called grim curiosity you can email us at grimcuriosity at gmail.com we have an instagram also grim curiosity we're gonna try and get on all the social media platforms i don't know what all we have but i'm sure if you go type in grim curiosity everywhere you'll be able to see it i don't know how to spell curiosity so (laughs) 
It is spelled right, though. It is spelled correct. So if you're not spelling it correct, you're not going to find it. But if you spell it correctly, you'll find us. Bye. Bye. Take a bow. This is why punctuation is needed. Idiot. Idiot.